the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I spent a lot of time talking here on the Bruce Hooley Show about the importance of local school board elections, and it's been my privilege and my honor to meet some of the candidates who are running, and they're among a groundswell of people in Ohio who are first-time public office candidates, first-time school board candidates, and they're motivated, and I want you all to be motivated. It's too late to file to run, of course, but we have a very important election coming up, and I wanted to introduce you to one of the candidates that I've met, and it's a very, very, very consequential time in our country. I know I don't have to convince my next guest, Jennifer Foyt, of that. Jennifer is running for school board in the Olentangy District, and I had a chance to uh, meet Jennifer a couple of weeks ago at a candidate forum. And Jen, I think your story is a powerful story. You're a mom. You uh, got concerned about some of the things you were hearing about the district. Did I gather this right, that what you heard you were somewhat skeptical was true, and then you went in and found out that it was, and that's what's led to you running for office? Yeah, you you know, there were a variety of things. So first of all, thank you for having me on. Um, When I decided to step up, there were a few things. First of all, um, I'm stepping up because I absolutely love our district. Our children have um, flourished. They've thrived. Our daughter graduated last year. Um, Her time at Wollantangy has very well prepared her for her time now at Ohio State. Um, But we do still have a middle schooler in the district. And when the kids got sent home for COVID, I took a deeper dive into the assignments that that he personally had, and I was concerned myself over some of the things that I didn't think were um, teaching to the teaching targets. And I just had some overall questions about how some of these subject matters fit into the overall curriculum and what our goals were um, for his grade level. And so I started talking to other parents, and I'm like, you know, what are you seeing? What, What is your child experiencing? And the more I talked to other parents, it was like opening somewhat of a Pandora's box because they, too, had questions and concerns about some some teaching assignments that just didn't seem to align with what the overall teaching goals were. So um, I, I've always had a great relationship with our administrators. Um, we've been heavily involved with the schools since our oldest child, um, Jarrett, passed away back in 2007. We started a foundation that benefits um, students in the Olentangy schools. Um, so I, I've had a great, you know, open lines of communication. I felt very comfortable approaching administration with my concerns. Um, they were very receptive. They, they listened. They reviewed some of the assignments that I shared. But then there was no, you know, what's next? What's yeah. the next step? You know, it was just kind of like, thank you for sharing this. We appreciate you voicing your concern. But that was it. And I thought, you know what? When I left those meetings, I thought maybe I can help with that what's next. Maybe I can help bridge that gap between the concerns that our parents are having and what the administration is seeing on their end. And so that's why I decided to step forward to see if I might be able to to be that voice for our parents and for our students and help better communicate um, back to our district. Jennifer Foyt is our guest. She is running for school board in the Olentangy District. She has my endorsement as a candidate. 
Your reasons for running seem noble. I've seen stories online, including, I I don't know what this guy does, but some guy out of California who's tweeting that you're (laughs) there to uh, uphold white supremacy. And an Ohio State professor, law professor, uh, you know, I think he'd have more important things to do in a day than take an interest in a local school board election and brand you uh, a white supremacist. Uh, Felicia Castle, who's kind of running with you, you guys are... uh, under the hashtag on social media, vote for the moms. I've met you. Uh, you don't seem like white supremacists to me. And in fact, you're Hispanic, correct? That is correct. I am. I'm the granddaughter of um, immigrants um, who are very, very proud Americans um, once they got here. And so I always identify myself as an American. Um, our family is extremely patriotic. Um, I, I just kind of have to laugh when they make those attacks because anyone who knows me and knows my character um, just simply knows none of that is true. What I am is I am a concerned mom, and so is Felicia. And just because we're standing up and voicing concerns does not mean that we are white supremacists. It means <laughs> we're questioning the messaging and we're questioning how is this beneficial to every child, regardless of their skin color. What we're teaching them, the materials that are being presented to them, does it lift every child up? Does it, it set every single child up for success? That's all we are doing. And it, it kind of floors me that just because you voice a concern, the immediate defense is they slap a label on you, you're a white supremacist. And I just, I, I don't understand that. I guess that's a quick way of trying to cancel somebody's voice. Um, so it's fascinating to me. I, I don't take it personally because I know my character. I know who I am. Um, I know, you know, that could be further from the truth. And I'm not going to let it dissuade me from wanting to do right by our students. I think it's so imperative that we focus on academic excellence, that we get back to really the core education, you know, setting our children up so that while they're with us in Olentangy schools, we are best preparing them for a very competitive job market, whatever that looks like. You know, we we right now have a, a, a lack of skilled tradespeople. We really have to refocus our energies on identifying children that may have natural talents to want to pursue a trade occupation. There are so many things that we can be doing to help set our children up for success, and that's where my concern comes. I just want to make sure that what we are presenting during the school hours is helping to move that ball forward. And I guess, um, you know, some people are not happy with that with that message. So, you know, I'm not I'm not going to win that battle. They're, they're going to say whatever they want to say because it's their way of, of canceling someone's voice that they don't agree with. Yeah, I think you're so right on that. And it's applicable to candidates in virtually every district. There are candidates like you and like Felicia who, oh, radical thought would like the schools to academically prepare students for what comes after high school. And I think it's a fundamental difference between uh, people who would support you and Felicia, people who would support Diana Rigby in Dublin, uh, Erica Detweiler, Sonia Walker, and Jonathan Alder. The thing that I hear from every candidate, Jennifer, that I support is I want a solid education for my students, for my kids, for other people's kids, but I don't want indoctrination. I don't want teachers delving into private areas that I think are best addressed by parents. You guys aren't anti-education. You're pro-education. It's ironic, sadly so, to me that the people who are fighting so hard, who want to label you and who want to keep the status quo, want to expand, quote-unquote, education 
out beyond things like science, math, literature, and all the things that we grew up part of our era being all we thought about when we thought about education. Right. It, it's, you know, it's it's been a fascinating conversation. One of the narratives that's been thrown around by our opposition is that we're considering teachers the enemy. And that couldn't be, again, furthest from the truth. My own mother is a school teacher, and I come from an entire family of school teachers. Um, I adore our teachers, and we are so blessed in Olentangy to have some of the best of the best with our kids. But back to the indoctrination thing, you're absolutely right about that, and that's where some of these concerns are coming from. Some of the materials, and again, it's it's a minority. It's not every single classroom in Olentangy, but it's a handful, and it was enough where parents have collectively been approaching administration with examples. Some of the materials are in complete violation of a board policy we have. And I had a parent press me on this the other night at a meet and greet. She said, what policy is it that you're referring to? And in Olentangy, it's policy 2240 that refers to how you teach or introduce controversial issues into the classroom. And there's some key benchmarks that that some teachers have not met. And that's all we're doing or saying as parents is we're just saying, please, if you're going to introduce something that falls under this umbrella, please follow the board policy. What that allows is that allows open dialogue between parent and teacher, and it enables that level of trust to be withheld. What's happened is some teachers that have violated that policy then lose the trust of parents. And I think ultimately, you talk to any parent, Nolan Tangi, they want to support their teachers. They want to trust the teacher. The, the best educational outcomes come when parent, teacher, and student are all working together. And some of the violations have, have basically shaken the foundation of that. And where Felicia and I come from is we just want to get back to that. So I encourage I encourage parents, I encourage teachers to read policy 2240. There are some sim- simple guided steps in there um, that a teacher could follow. Um, they're supposed to present their materials to a department head or to their building principal to even make sure that it's been approved to be shared. Um, a parent last week shared a story that his second grade students were um, included in a transgender Mm. study that the second grade teacher felt was age appropriate for seven-year-olds. That was a violation of that board policy because it didn't meet the level of maturity for the student. And so parents had to take that concern to the principal. It's not that those conversations can't be had, but you, you must follow policy and you have to look at the age appropriateness of your classroom. So that, that's one of the things I think if we can get back to simple, you know, following the policy, communicating openly with the parents. Parents want to support the teachers. I, the teachers have my utmost respect. I want to be there as their voice as well and do whatever we can to help guide them through this so that everyone's working on the same team and we're not working against one another. Jennifer Foyt is our guest. She's running for school board in the Olentangy District. And there's one other question I wanted to ask you, Jen, if you could just hang through the break. We'll get to it after that, because it's a situation that the Olentangy District is struggling with right now, and all districts really need to be mindful of. You're listening to The Bruce Woolley Show. You can use the Answer app to take us with you wherever you go. Download it at the iTunes and Google Play Store. Search 989-FM, The Answer We've been joined since 1133 by Jennifer Foyt, F-E-U-C-H-T. You can find her on Facebook. She and Felicia Castle are candidates I endorse in the Olentangy School Board election. And Jen, kind enough to hold with us through the break. There's one other thing that I wanted to discuss with you. 
you know, this is a ticklish situation, particularly right now, Jen, because uh, I've been doing some research online uh, for another topic, and I came across, uh, and we're not talking specifically about this one young person, but the Olentangy District's really hurting right now. There's a a young person who uh, passed away over this past weekend. And uh, when I read stories like this, and I found others that have happened in your district, in other districts around central Ohio, you know, I ask people to just pause and consider what do you think it is doing to kids when we overload them with topics like you just talked about that they're not mature enough to handle, when we uh, mask their their identity, when little kids for a year and maybe in some districts still can't see a smile on their teacher's face. Uh, we say we all care about kids, but do we care about every part of them? Are we so protective of our uh, our co- our COVID safety that we might be psychologically damaging kids because the teen suicide rate is is outrageous since COVID began, and to me this is a part two that has to be folded into the conversation about all aspects of education have to be evaluated so that we aren't overloading kids, pressuring kids because I mean kids aren't known for being open. They hide these things. They keep them in. They internalize them. And that can be a really, really, really damaging thing with catastrophic results. It, it's, you know, it's such an important topic. Um, you know, my heart goes out to the family that recently lost their child to suicide. Um, there is no greater pain than, than the loss of a child. And I, you know, our family can speak to that personally. But you're absolutely right. I, I have had concerns for many years that we're overloading our kids. And the reason I've had those concerns is I am very close with my children, and we talk a lot, and they share a lot with me. So it's, they're, they've always been a wonderful sounding board as kind of having their own finger on the pulse of what's going on in the buildings. Um, definitely the mental health of our child has got to be taken into consideration with the overall plan on on how we educate that child. Um, The masking thing has been a concern of mine, too, for the, you know, for the very emotional impacts that that could have. I think of my young nieces who are just getting ready to turn seven, and they've only known going to school in a mask and not being able to see their friends' full faces or their teachers' faces. I worry about their speech development. Both of my children have speech IEPs. Usually those speech IEPs are identified at the younger years during first or second grade. And I I do, I worry about, you know, what is masking doing to the speech development of our children and what are the long-term effects of that. So these are definitely all all important subjects that need to be taken into consideration. Um, At Olentangy, we do support our, our children with wonderful counselors. We have um, agreements with the Ohio State University to support mental health. Um, so we definitely want to support all the children. Something I have learned is um, the suicide rates tend to be um, somewhat higher in districts like our, our own, where you have a very high-performing academic um, environment. These kids are kind of some of the smartest of the smartest, and they almost put just an ungodly amount of pressure on themselves mm-hmm. to want to perform. Mm-hmm. And um, it's something that, you know, we have to recognize that and identify that. How do we support them through that so that they don't feel like they're wearing the weight of the world on their shoulders? How do we help them navigate this and balance it all out? Um, because at the end of the day, it truly is about their welfare, their academic welfare and their social emotional welfare. Well, Jennifer, I'm so appreciative of the sacrifice you've made to put yourself out there, um, take 
the uh, the fire. It's not friendly fire for doing what you're doing, <laughs> for genuinely caring about young people, and also for genuinely caring about parents and and teachers and everyone. Uh, I wholeheartedly endorse you and Felicia Castle. I certainly hope the district uh, voters in Olentangy understand that they have two um, really wonderful servants who want to serve, and I hope they give you that privilege, and I thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. Bruce, thank you so much for your time, for your endorsement, for all of your support. I just want to remind all the voters that the election is on Tuesday, November 2nd. Um, if you vote for me, I will walk through walls for your children. I will do my best to listen to our community members. I've had a lot of great conversations with people who are retired and still living in our community and very concerned about the cost of living with property taxes going up. So I just want to assure every voter I will listen to you and I'll do my best to serve you with a servant's heart and just do, do the best job I can do for our district. And last thing, Jen, where can they learn more about you, about what you pledge uh, to do if you are elected? Is there a website where they can go and find out more about you? Um, I actively post on Facebook, so if they do a, a simple Google search of Facebook under Olin, do uh, Jennifer Foyt for Olentangy School Board, it'll pop up. They can also Google that, and my website will pop up. So, and your last like, name is the, spelled the nice a little bit is, unconventionally. So how? I'm going to spell it for you. Yeah. It's spelled F as in Frank, E-U-C-H-T. So Google Foyt, and I will pop up. So it's F-E-U-C-H-T. Well, I hope you're popping up as an elected member of the Olentangy Board uh, after this election coming up in November. Jen, thanks again. Bruce, thank you so much. You have a great day. We have a chance to get this turned around, as long as we have good people like that who are willing to uh, step into the, I mean, line of fire. I mean, this ridiculous professor at Ohio State, Jeffries, a nutcase. Uh, You know, he's... uh, (laughs) He's benefiting and has benefited from his um, uh, very uh, sharp intellect. And yet he rails against a system that awards the kind of achievements that he has uh, gained to advance to the position he has. I don't understand that. I don't understand the uh, hatred for a system which has uh, clearly rewarded you. Um, I don't understand how you can have so silenced your conscience for so long that you can throw hateful terms on people because ideologically you differ with them. Uh, It's just... It's despicable, but it's, uh, you know, I mean, look, the left is immersed in evil. It just is. What transgenderism and the um, efforts to advance that into a uh, mainstream ideology does to kids, it's evil. Um, What teachers are doing to kids because superiors above them are trying to indoctrinate rather than educate is evil. It is. Um, We exist here to shine light into that darkness because the darkness does not understand it and doesn't like it. So I'm very plain spoken on these kinds of things. And you need to understand it's a battle of good versus evil.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.